Hey friends, Boss Man here. I want to tell you about my new partners at Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and very easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid the podcast like the Boss Man do. To get started today, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Gina Thomas to talk about your Atlanta Falcons from SB Nation. Gina, how's it going in the ATL today? 
It's going great today. Thanks. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Cannot complain a bit and happy about our Falcons making a few moves today on the on the line here, signing two guys today, uh, and releasing Ryan Strader as well. So how do you feel about the moves that the Falcons have made today for us to screw up that line that we know need a little bit of improvement next year? Yeah, I think that one thing that's really interesting is when you just look at the size of the two guys that they signed, James Carpenter and um, Jamon Brown. They're massive, and the team has said that they're planning on sticking with the outside zone scheme that Kyle Shanahan brought to Atlanta in 2015. That's obviously worked very well for them in general, a little bit less well after Shanahan left and Steve Sarkeesian took over. But I think that signing these two big guys really probably signals that we are going to see a change probably reverting back to more of the type of scheme that Dirk Cutter ran when he was with the Falcons before. And so I think that that's interesting. As far as Ryan Schrader, Schrader has been great for the Falcons over the whole of his career, and especially when you consider that he was an undrafted free agent out of Valdosta State. He was really one of the league's better right tackles for a stretch there. Um, Last year, I suspect he was probably playing through some nagging injuries and it hurt his quality of play, and I think also adapting to a new right guard beside him, I think that that probably impacted it also. I'm very sorry to see Schrader go, but considering the way that his play declined last year and how much he was going to cost the team and their overall cap situation, I think it's a necessary move. Yes, and Gina, maybe you agree with me, because I'll say it's last year, it's uh, Atlanta led better and Vaughn McClure. I'll tell you these, I think the Falcons only had a few running plays last year. It was outside zone, inside zone, inside zone draw, and a toss crack. I, I It's only four plays I, I could die those last year that the Falcons ran, ran. And I felt like Steve should have maybe been a little more creative with, with, with the run game, maybe. Could have helped some, but when you're running the same four plays, you can't do much <laughs> with that. They're going to stop it. Yes, that's uh, that's very true, and that's been something that was a consistent complaint about Steve Sarkeesian, both the creativity and the fact that he seemed to run the same four plays. I mean, if it doesn't work for you to run Kevin Coleman up the middle on every play, maybe don't run him up the middle on every play. <laughs> you know, try something different. It seems like that would be a logical conclusion, but it it didn't work out that way for Atlanta. Now, uh, we have Grady Jarrett on a franchise tag. Matt Ryan, we did his deal, uh, restructured $8 million of his contract. So, are the Falcons going to just buy a time at Grady Jarrett to work out a long-term deal with him? And how does it affect Julio Jones' contract? Because, you Antonio know, Brown got his money. Uh, other guys want their money. And I'm pretty sure Julio wants to be the highest-paid receiver in the NFL. This yeah. is for a short time being. It's going to be really interesting. And I think that, you know, a lot has been made of Ryan um, just – adjusting his contract that was actually a clause that the team put in the contract which is very common contracts are usually team friendly not player friendly so they just activated this clause so they could free up some space which is good that they have the option matt ryan's still making plenty of money you know nobody needs to worry about him feeding his family or anything he'll be fine yeah. um and as far as Grady, yes, they placed the franchise tag on him. It is the non-exclusive tag, which I think was probably a concession to Grady to allow him to negotiate with other teams. There were reports that Grady denied saying that he was looking for Aaron Donald money. Grady Jarrett is great. He's really incredibly valuable to this defense. Um, his skill set's incredible, especially considering where he was drafted. 
So he's very important to the future of this defense. But Aaron Donald is a generational player. I don't think Grady Jarrett is going to get Aaron Donald money from anybody, even teams with a bunch of cap space. So the fact that he'll be able to negotiate with teams, if he agrees to terms with another team, they have to give the Falcons, I believe, two first-round draft picks. So it seems like a win-win situation. And it does buy them time to hopefully work out a long-term deal with Grady so that it's not even an issue. Yeah, I love Grady to death, but he's not Aaron Donald. He's just yeah. not. <laughs> Aaron Donald is the only Aaron Donald in this league. And, I mean, he is phenomenal. And I feel like it hurts Grady to a degree, Gina, that this last year defense was hurt and kind of got high holes. Grady yeah. really couldn't stop plug, plug the holes, per se, yeah. you know. So that kind of tells me your value there. You know, yes. the middle was depleted last year. Of course, we all know that from losing yes. both your safeties, losing Deion Jones. Grady was out for a while. And when yeah. he came back, it really stopped, stopped the bleeding. So I feel like that hurt his value, too, because he's a good player. He's a great piece to have, but he's not something nobody's going to plug up holes for you and make things go around no matter what, no matter what the, the, the offense does. Right, and I, this is not any shade at Grady at all because I think he's wonderful, um, both on and off the field. He's a great guy. But um, I, I sincerely doubt any team is going to be willing to give up two first-round picks for him to sign him. And so I think that it does leave the Falcons in a good position to get something worked out. Now let's turn to the other these Falcons have on defense. Uh, did the Falcons will sign some guys for the line, or are they going to – try to do that in the draft and they'll try to get, get maybe another corner because you, you could offer it. You could, you're could not bringing back pool, I don't think. So it's going to be a draft for everything that Dimitrov and Dan Quinn and Arthur Blaine are going to do to make the defense look more better than last year because obviously we learned real fast that we don't have much depth behind our starters. Right, and I mean, thankfully, you know, Dion should be fully healthy. I'd expect to get a fully healthy Keanu Neal and uh, Ricardo Allen hopefully back. Uh, Achilles pairs are really hard to come back from, so fingers crossed for Ricardo. But I think that, yeah, after letting go of Alfred, I think that they expect um, – I'm totally blanking on his name, but he was a draft pick last year. Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah. Isaiah Oliver. Uh, 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 I kept thinking Isaiah yes. Collins. I'm like, no, I'm mixing up him and Jalen Collins. That's not correct. It's been a very long day. Um, oh, I understand. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I think they expect Isaiah Oliver. I think they're happy with his development. They expect him to be able to slide in there as the other outside starting corner. And we saw last year the emergence of DeMonte Casey. If you lead the league in interceptions, it's pretty hard to justify keeping him off the field. And so I think that made Poole expendable because, if, you know, at that point they just have too many defensive backs. I don't think that, you know, Poole is a great player and somebody that I've really enjoyed playing. I know that right now he is flying to New York to meet with the Jets. I think that there will be a market for him. I think that just considering the Falcons' cap situation and what his market likely is and the other players they have on the roster who, like I said, Casey in particular, they cannot justify keeping him off the field. So I think that that's the thing. But I think that we can't expect them to look to target a cornerback because they're going to need out to build out that depth sometime in the draft, most likely. Now, would Dan Quinn use Bleedy Ray Wilson as a, kind of like a Casey, as a safety cornerback kind of a guy? Because I feel like he, he could do both if you allow him to. Yeah, I think that we saw last year that he can do both. Um, he's always been a ball hawk. He was tied for second in the NCAA in his final college season with, I think, Marshawn Lattimore out of Ohio State, who, you know, was one of the top picks that year. He was just 
phenomenal. So I think that we certainly saw that in action this year. And he played safety effectively. There was a little bit of a learning curve, but he adapted to it nicely. And so, yeah, I think that we could see him as kind of a a slot guy and, you know, kind of a hybrid safety situation. I think that it could work out really well for Atlanta. Now, uh, for on the offense side of the ball, Devontae Freeman, how's he progressing with his injuries? And I'm pretty sure Tevin Coleman is gone, so that means more of Edo Smith. So who who are they trying to bring in as that third back behind Edo and Devontae Freeman next year? You know, I believe they still have Brian Hill on the roster for this season, so he is a possibility. He looked okay when he was forced into, into action, you know, later in the season. Um, and it would be nice to see them be able to get some value out of him after they did spend a draft pick on him, even though they caught him and he landed with Cincinnati for a while. So that's a possibility. I think that we could also see them target, you know, one of these lower priced free agents. That's a possibility. It will probably wait a few days and see how that market shakes out and see who's left and who might be able to help the team. And I still think the draft is always a possibility. They have a lot of picks this year. They've got, you know, a couple of conditional picks. And they're actually able to trade those picks now, so they might plan to use those as capital to move up and get guys that they want. But with so many needs on the roster, I think they'd be just as wise to stand pat and target positions of need. And running back is probably one of those. Bringing in another guy to compete to fill out that that depth chart this offseason is probably a good idea. And on wide receivers, uh, I know Muhammad Sanu is making some money. Uh, Ridley was, to my opinion, was drafted to replace Muhammad Sanu. So, mm-hmm. we, but then you leave you with, with Justin Hardy, Marvin Hall, and Russell Gage. So that's not much to, to know, just to you know, sing about. So right. you think a wide receiver is going to be in the in the picture because you got to do some behind Julio and really, if you if, if you decide to bring back some new, which I hope they will, but if they don't, you need something to help those guys out. Mm-hmm. I think that they will keep the new, and then of course, you know, with Ridley's development this year, which was very impressive for a rookie, it's very hard to adapt to the wide receiver position at the pro level as a rookie, and so uh, he was just spectacular. So I think that they've got a good core group of the top three. Um, Justin Hardy is a free agent. I don't expect him to resign with Atlanta, but we will see. Um, no matter what, he does have chemistry and familiarity with um, with Matt Ryan, and so. That could be enough to lock up his spot. I think Marvin Hall is gone. So, again, like I think that we'll see them maybe look for who's left as free agency continues to shake out. With those top three guys on the depth chart, and like I said, I do think that they'll keep Sanu. I think that they're in pretty good shape. And so they can, you know, target less expensive players to round out that depth chart and still give Matt plenty of talent to work with. Now I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, Gina. I was very surprised they let it go money Matt Bryant for Tavecchio. I mean, I was I know Tavecchio did a great job in Matt Bryant's absence, but let go of Matt Bryant kind of made me like, oh, really? We doing that for Tavecchio? He's so good in Oakland. He was, he was the guy. So, yeah. what were your thoughts on that move? Well, I was disappointed just because Matt Ryan or Matt Bryant has been an institution in Atlanta since he came here. He's been so reliable, and you know, look at the Bears, look at the Bucks, look at the, look at all these teams that have had problem kickers who get in their own heads and go through phases where they can't hit anything. That was never Matt Bryant. If he missed a kick, you knew he was probably hurt because otherwise it just didn't happen. And so I think that Tavecchio played well. I understand from a cap perspective why they did it. I understand from an age perspective why they did it. But I don't know that's the right call. And I think it's, you know, time is going to tell. But Matt Bryant was just so incredible incredibly reliable 
and I think that you cannot overvalue a reliable kicker because you see how many teams lost games based on their kickers. I mean, the Browns last year probably would have had a winning record if they had had a decent kicker earlier in the season. And so, yeah, I think that we're going to have to see how it plays out. Maybe the team is right about it. I get why they did it, but I was not happy about it either. Well, that's what I got for you. It's Coach Quinn's staff. He's fired all his coordinators. He's taking over defense. You got Dirk Cutter, Mike Malarkey on the offensive side with Coach Ra. You got special new special teams coach. You got the game management coach now. So, to me, Arthur Blank is saying, Queen, you got one more year to prove yourself, or we're going to move in a different direction from you and Thomas Dimitrov if it doesn't, if it doesn't go well, because these are all your guys, man. It's on you. Yep. I think that you're right, and I think you can look at last season and you can look at the injuries and you can understand why it went the way that it did, but that doesn't – the NFL is not very forgiving about injuries or anything else. You know, everybody in the league has injuries. Everybody sees key players go down every year, and you just have to adapt. And even – the players they brought in, you know, we saw Jordan Richards running around out there like he had no idea what football even was. Um, so I think that it's fair to raise some questions about how things were handled even after, you know, they they brought – even after the injuries, you know, with the guys they brought in. I think there's some questions around coaching. I think that Quinn bringing in a game management coach is very smart and very necessary. I think that it's been shown to be his weakness, and so having some help there will be good. But, yeah, I think the team is absolutely – signaling that the Falcons had better be competitive this year or we're going to see some big changes next year. And one more I got for you off the, off the Quinn question. Do you feel mm-hmm. like the league is caught up with the Seattle defense, the cover three defense Dan Quinn plays, the, that, the cover three zone he plays, is the league's caught up to it? He hasn't really evolved beyond that defense? Yeah, I, I think that we'll probably have a better idea about that this year when he's really running it. I'm actually really excited to see that. Um, you know, at this, I think that he's been more peripherally involved over the past couple of years, but now that he's going to be the de facto defensive coordinator and he'll be calling plays on that side of the ball, I think we'll see how much his defense has evolved. I think that the most successful coaches in the, in the NFL are guys who understand that the game is always changing and that if they want to compete, they've got to change along with it. You know, you cannot be too committed to your own style of play. You have to see what other teams are doing and understand how you can work against that and so I it's going to be really interesting this year to see what Quinn does with this defense because his talent as a coordinator is undeniable I mean the Seattle defenses that he coordinated were very good and so it's going to be really fascinating to see how this plays out this year with him taking full responsibility for it Gina, it's good to get you on the show. Hope to talk to you again around the draft time. We'll see what the Falcons have done in the draft. We can recap that. Hope you have a great week and hope to talk to you real soon now, okay? Okay, thank you so much. Have a great day. You're welcome, folks. Gina Thomas here on the Boss Man Show. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, 
and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind. ENT. Believe in it. Get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis.